Whether it's financial security, a free vacation home, time for traveling, more quality time with the family, or even early retirement, whatever you choose to do with the income and benefits that come with successfully investing in short-term rentals, you know that it's certainly life-changing. This podcast will help guide and support you on your journey to five-star STR success. I hope you're doing well today. Look, uh, today I'm coming in to talk to you about how to deal with bad reviews. I actually went over this with my private mastermind this morning in our weekly groups, uh, group discussions. But uh, you know, I, I thought it was so important that I wanted to bring it to you guys and to discuss and give you a little bit of the nuggets that we went into an hour-long uh, conversation with. So first and foremost, here's there's three things that you got to do uh, or you got to realize that take part in how to deal with a bad review. First and foremost is communication online only. Secondly, you need to explain in detail. And three, if you get stuck with a bad review, you have to have long responses. Um, and then four, actually, there's four things. Don't take no for an answer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to help you understand what I'm talking about here. Deleting bad reviews. First and foremost, you can go into many, many short-term rental groups out there on Facebook land, and many, many people are saying that you can't delete bad reviews. You can't get rid of a bad review. The honest to God truth is, yes, of course you can. Uh, it just takes persistence and you have to actually get uh, a lot of the communication and be prepared, have it ready and be prepared when you call Airbnb support. And obviously we're talking about Airbnb here. I'm not going to go into Verbo or direct booking, but if you want to get rid of an Airbnb bad review, um, especially if it's somebody holding money for ransom, meaning like, hey, uh, they didn't go in and... Uh, you know, say anything was wrong with the house and they had all of these issues and concerns after the fact. Um, during their stay, they they had a great stay. They told you they had a great stay. You checked in with them. They're excited about life and never mentioned anything wrong until they left. And then they come back and say, hey, host, I want to have my cleaning fee refunded. Hell, I want half my stay refunded because I saw a water bug or or the bed wasn't poofy enough, or I smelt some funny smell or this or that. They come up with any kind of weird reason to do whatever they can do to get money back. And that's called a professional renter in the long-term rental and multifamily game. Uh, that's called a, a professional renter. Those people like to go to stay in a long-term rental. Uh, they won't pay you. And then you file for a dispossessory. And then they they give you a little bit to lean you on, to lead you on a little bit. And that actually stops the dispossessory from moving forward because they gave you a little bit. They didn't give you the whole amount, but you took a, a partial payment. They kept leading you along. And then from there, you have to rinse and repeat all over again. Then you go all the way to court and um, they ask you if you want to negotiate instead of kicking them out. And you're like, yeah, I want to kick. I want to negotiate. Then you negotiate, you set up a plan and boom, they pay you one time. But then they start the whole process over again. These people know the systems and they know how to not get thrown out in court um, and to keep you going. That's the same thing that we're seeing with short-term rentals, with Airbnb. A lot of brand new guests are coming on to the platform. Uh, a lot of zero-rated, uh, 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 zero-reviewed people. And uh, there's not a lot of good stuff to deal with with these people. I mean, like it's they're just shitty people. They're guests that are trying to do everything they can do to get their money back and have a free vacation stay. And uh, in my Southern Charm Vacay hospitality brand, 
we've dealt with that quite a bit, uh, especially on some of our smaller homes or lower end homes. I guess you could say I've got one in Atlanta. I've got one in LAJ, Georgia. I don't really deal with it other than the two homes specifically, but there's professional renters going into these smaller homes and they're trying to get free stays and I don't like it. So a lot of times these people will stay and they have the perfect stay and then they don't say anything until afterwards. And they're like, look, if you, uh, I saw all these problems and I am looking to get my money back uh, at least a couple of nights back out of my three day stay. Uh, if you do that, I will actually give you a five-star review. And then you're, you think about this, think about this. You're, these people are jurisdicting to you that they can, that if they, if you give them their money back, they're going to give you a five-star review. First and wrong, first and foremost, something's fucked up here. Secondly, homie, don't play those games. So in that situation, be like, no, 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 no. You didn't say anything was wrong until the day after you checked out or upon checkout and that you had a horrible stay. But in that whole stay during that entire stay, you acted like everything was fine. There's no way I can give you any money back. So usually I will go back to them and say something of that nature. And of course, guess what's going to happen? They're going to give me a freaking bad review. Here's what you got to remember. When you get that bad review, because somebody's holding you for ransom for money um, and trying to get a free stay or a discounted stay and get some money back, do not respond. You'll get that part back where you actually, you've already given them a review and you probably gave them a good review. Um, but don't respond. Don't write a response. Because if you write a response, Airbnb sees that review as satisfied. And if you respond to their bad review, it's closed. It's a closed case in their eyes. Trust me, I've learned the hard way. Uh, myself, Chris, my wife, you know, when we've dealt with this stuff, we've learned this the hard way. You don't want that to happen. So what you do is instead of responding, you take your communication. And this is where it's really important, guys. All communication must be online. If somebody calls you, answer the phone. Obviously, you're going to try to talk to them, but you're going to try to lead all conversations back to the Airbnb messaging. If you have uh, somebody texting you, you text them back and say, hey, I understand what you're asking and I will respond, but I'm also going to respond in Airbnb message because I want all communication leading here because it is important because Airbnb recommends that all messaging stays on platform. So you always want to lead direction back towards the messaging platform. And that's what it's going to take to get you to have proof. Uh, you know, you want that proof in case somebody's kind of screwing with you. And in this example that I'm talking about with these professional renters, they are screwing with you. So all communication has to be online only if you can help it. Uh, that was rule number one. And rule number two is now you've got to explain in detail. When you're calling up Airbnb, you tell them what's going on. You say, look at the messaging. These people said that they saw a water bug. They said that they, they uh, had a hair on the toilet or something. And they didn't have any problems until afterwards. And they actually did say that in the messaging part, that if I give them their money back, they will give me a five-star review. But if I don't, they're going to give me a bad review. So Mr. Airbnb, Mr. and Mrs. Airbnb support, these people are trying to uh, um, hold my money for ransom and my stay and my review. And that's against your guidelines. So if you present that case back to Airbnb support just like that on the phone, Nine times out of 10, you're going to get it removed um, because that is against their guidelines. So that's something that you want to do. Uh, you want to explain in detail. Uh, so here's the thing. That's it. All communications must go in writing. Now, let's. so that's, that's that. If you don't, uh, here's the thing. Don't take no for an answer. Number four was don't take no for an answer. 
if the first person says, ah, we can't do that. It's against guidelines. Call again. Usually myself or my team, we will go call up to five times in a row. By the fifth time, we're like, we're done. You know, it is what it is. We're stuck with a bad review. But if the first person doesn't work with us, we're going to, you know, get off the phone and call them again, uh, get somebody else. Second person, third, fourth, all the way up to five times. So this is your hospitality brand. This is your reviews or everything brand. Like you have to protect your reviews. And a lot of times, a lot of the freaking guests are giving you bad reviews and it's unwarranted. And homie, don't play that game. So that's what you got to do. You got to make sure that you protect your name because a good name is better than riches. If you got nothing but bad reviews because of stupid people renting your home, nobody else in the future is going to rent your home. So a good name is better than riches. And because you preserve that good name, now you're going to get wealthy. So um, that's it. Let's call it, let's, let's wrap up with this. If for some reason somebody comes in and you get one of those people that are are just kind of high maintenance and they're constantly asking you about this, oh, the pillows weren't fluffed right, or oh my gosh, you you don't have pots and pans? Like, uh, oh man, I didn't know somebody stole them. Well, you don't have pots and pans? No. Uh, and or you, you, your outdoor space, you just had a storm come through the night before and the cleaner had already been there and the table, outdoor table has got a little bit of pollen or a leaf on it. And now the guests are perturbed. Constant high maintenance for people that are just jerks in life anyways. And they're just bringing stuff up over and over and over again. We do try to work with them. We do try to help them. But a lot of times, nothing is just good enough for these people. So you will get to the point where you've done everything you can to help these people. You've communicated. You try to treat them right. But at the end of the day, you get a bad review. Well, sometimes Airbnb won't remove those kind of reviews. It's just in their perception and their perspective of their experience. So that is not something that Airbnb will remove. So how do you combat that? Obviously, communication online is best. Uh, we already talked about that, uh, number one. Number two, you explain in detail. This is where you do respond. And I like to have up to five paragraphs. So, hey, uh, I, when, I'm, when I'm responding, I'm crafting my, curating my response. I'm actually not talking to the person who is who has given me the bad review? I'm talking to the future potential guest, your FPG. That future potential guest is the one that you're talking to, not the asshole that gave you a bad review because they're high maintenance and nothing could please them in your property during your stay uh, or during their stay with you. So you want to explain in detail. And I like to go in as long as possible because here's the thing: if you got all these good reviews and then you got one bad review, one bad review with no response or a one word or two uh, or one sentence response back from you, it just looks bad on you. But if you go in and you share the story of what happened and what took place to the future potential guest, they will realize that the truth has set you free and they understand where you come from as a host and they will rent the fucking house anyways. So here's the thing, explain in detail. So let's just say here, I'm going to come up with a hypothetical issue. And this is kind of a response I would give. We have that same high maintenance person, you know, giving us a bad review. Um, I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, oh, no, I am so sorry that this happened. Uh, it's very unfortunate, but Airbnb has allowed certain people to start renting. And um, this person right here, they had a couple of bad reviews, but I tried to give them a chance to stay in my house to redeem themselves because I believe everybody needs a second chance. But at this point, this person treated me just like she or he did and some of the other hosts that they that they uh, had rated and reviewed, that would be something like paragraph one. And I might come up with something different, but I'm just kind of giving you guys an idea. I'm talking to the future potential guest. 
and hoping that they understand. So that might be paragraph one. Paragraph two might be like, this guest uh, that stayed during this time came in at one of the busiest seasons of the year for rain and pollen, and pollen had gotten all over the table. And in fact, we had to ask them if our cleaner could come by and wipe it down for them. And they said, no, it was no big deal. We don't want anybody to interrupt us during our stay. So we offered to do that for them. But these people said it, they, they did not want that. And we were willing and it was just a little bit of pollen. But when they left, our cleaner got there and it was just, in fact, a little bit of pollen. We wiped it down. We got a couple of leaves off and it was something that was really not a big deal. But, you know, to them it was, and we completely understand. But unfortunately, uh, they just wouldn't allow us to help them. That might be paragraph two. And that was a long paragraph. Paragraph three. Well, um, also, their other concern about seeing a water bug, it's very unfortunate. Uh, but I do live in uh, this home is in. Georgia and it is high humidity. And we do have water bugs come in from time to time on all of our homes. And it's very uh, rare uh, because we do keep the property sprayed bi-weekly with a professional pest control company. And I do have proof of those receipts and we showed them, but uh, they would never, after asking them to send us a picture and or to show us proof, they would never send back picture or proof. And we don't know if this is true. Uh, and and we tried to help them and we offered to give them you know uh, something back like $50 but they refused it so that might be something obviously I come up with something better but that might be paragraph 3 paragraph 4 and um paragraph 4 might be something like as you see future potential guests and I'll say that this was a person who was very high maintenance that nothing was good enough for them and we as host at southern charm vacay hope to help people in the best form and fashion because we like to steward people stay. Their hard-earned money is spent with us to stay in one of our homes, and we do not take that lightly. This is something as host that we try to strive for, which is a five-star stay with every guest. And we tried, and we tried our best, and unfortunately, nothing was good enough for them. That's paragraph four. The paragraph five is, at, at, at Southern Charm Vacay, we work hard to help our guests. We work hard to give the best experiences possible. And as you can see, this home has 800 really good reviews. And then this is one rare occasion that this person was very, very unsatisfied. And in our opinion, it was because they were high maintenance and nothing is just good enough for them in life in general. And if you look at it, all of our other properties... It was rated really, really high. Uh, they were all rated really, really high. And we got nothing but five-star reviews, more than more good reviews than bad reviews. And typically it's kind of uh, in the, the ball was in the other court and we just had to deal with it. So for anybody willing to reach out and are, is worried about this um, and or has a concern, feel free to reach out to us and I will explain the situation. But here at Southern Charm Vacay, our customers are first and number one priority. And that's it. That's how I wrap it up. So it's long. When the future potential guest guys, um, when the future potential guest reads that, there's a mile fucking how long response. They're like, God dang it. This guy actually took the time. This woman actually took the time to write the full story out. I believe them. I don't I ever have my problems. I mean, my properties get stalled uh, because I've got a bad review and the rare occasions I did get one. People don't give a shit because I told them everything. So it's four rules. I said earlier in three, but it's four. Communicate online only if you can. 
Uh, and if they reach you, direct them back to Airbnb messaging. If you do get a bad review, explain in detail. And or if you are trying to get a review removed, do not do not uh, uh, write a response yet. Go to Airbnb support and explain in detail. So you want to explain in detail if you're trying to get one removed and or if you get stuck with one, you want to try to respond with a mile long. Long responses is number three. Long responses is number three. Have all the details, number two. Long responses, number three. And then number four, don't take no for an answer for Airbnb support. Keep going all the way. Try to preserve your name. A good name is better than riches. All right, guys. So if you guys like this, this episode, uh, I do want to remind you guys that we have a short-term rental retreat coming up in October. Myself and my wife and my team, not my full team, but Chris, the hospitality guy, my operations manager that manages my whole hotel chain or boutique home chain is going to be there. So we're going to have two breakout sessions in the mornings uh, each morning. And then we're going to be doing some hiking and seeing Amicalola Falls, uh, the, the largest state park and uh, water. Um, I'm sorry, the largest waterfall in state park in the state of Georgia. And then you've got... Um, yeah, we got four badass wineries. We're going to be doing, uh, you know, some wine tasting. We're going to be, you know, doing some wine hikes in one of the wineries. They got a badass view. They got awesome views. They got uh, some killer long range views, and they got a beautiful setting, an Italian kind of feel, like in Tuscany. Uh, we're going to go hiking into the vineyards and do some wine tasting after that. Um, we've also got some fireside chats planned. We're going to be in downtown Dahlonega in North Georgia, which is one of the most premier spots in North Georgia. And it's going to be two and a half days from Thursday evening when we meet up uh, for our kickoff dinner all the way to Sunday morning. So it's going to be nonstop and you're going to have to, you're going to be able to get the chance to talk to myself, my wife, um, staging, anything, no, nothing is, nothing is uh, off limits. Talk to us about anything outside of our breakoff sessions in the mornings what we're actually going to curate content for you. The magic is in the moments when you're doing life with people on long heights, mastermind, fireside chats. Um, uh, you're having wine and you're doing dinner and you're actually presenting yourself in a form and fashion with just a few people. There's only going to be eight couples here and it's limited to eight couples. So we really want you guys to get involved. It's going to be awesome. We're looking forward for some successful couples who are interested in starting and or scaling their short-term rental business and uh, to do it just like we've done it. So if you're interested, go to weekends, plural, W-E-E-K-E-N-D-S dot wine. And yes, that is the domain name. Thank you guys. If you're interested in the Facebook group and you heard this and it excites you, reach out to me in a DM. I'd be happy to get on a phone call with you. God bless. Talk to you later. Bye.